Now, here's the weird thing. My 15-year-old son came home from school today, and he said, Dad, you're never going to believe this. Those chicken shell tacos are available at Taco Bell today. They just went on sale today. <laughs> and I said, ah, sit down. We need to talk. I'm going to go eat them tonight with another friend. Without you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We've been planning this for a while. I'm going to Taco Bell. It was like I told him his dog died. Uh. So, sure enough, father of the year, before I left for Carcon Carne, jumped in the car, brought him what we're about to eat right now. Oh, isn't that? That's how the gift of the Magi starts, right? And then he gives you a pocket watch or something? <laughs> it's Carcon Carne. So it is Car Con Carne, the world's only food podcast recorded in a car. That car is my Mazda 3, and every week-ish, uh, I take this show to a different restaurant with a different guest in tow. It is a blessed event. Taco Bell has unveiled its naked chicken chalupa. It's it's a chalupa in a goddamn fried chicken shell. There is no one better to sit shotgun for this experience, this experience, this experiment, this moment in time than John Carruthers, a co-founder of the Manbecue Meat and Beer Association collective, collective. Yeah. collective. Uh, John, great to have you here. Thank you. I want to talk about ManBQ stuff, but I, I think first and foremost we need to catch up with pop culture. We need to see what this looks like. Yeah, I mean, this is I I have not opened the big box, and this is like Schrodinger's taco box. I mean, <laughs> we have heaven or hell in here, and I'm just so excited to make that discovery. You know, before I publish this episode, I should also print up a glossary for people to follow along. So when you make references like that, <laughs> they could be like just annotations to what happens here. Should we actually, as I'm talking, should we facebook live this some bitch yeah should, let's should we do share it. the unveiling of dominate all media i that's me uh shit i don't know how oh here we go i've done this like twice well i, I had an aborted facebook live moment where i had the, the phone pointed the wrong way and i immediately noticed i had it angled so i had a horrible double chin and i looked really <laughs> awkward so i deleted i couldn't delete it fast enough and sure enough like in that three seconds people were like watching and signing on it it was like a race against the clock all right here we go uh car, t- 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 tell me what man is as i type this Mambecue, and I actually just came from one, is a, a monthly event where the gentlemen of Chicago, and it's all word of mouth, we pick a location in Chicago. It could be the South Loop, could be Jefferson Park, Ravenswood, you know, anywhere. We grill, no matter what the weather, and you got to bring enough food to share, and you got to bring enough good craft beer to share. Uh, other than that, there's really no rules. We got quarterly events that are co ed, so, you know, everybody gets a taste of the Mambecue life, but. You know, it's just basically eating and drinking all over the city for an entire year. And, yeah, this is the January one. We take pride in helping people break their resolutions before that first gym membership comes due. Seriously, how do you not weigh 500 pounds? I have the feeling it all goes into my blood, and if you if you <laughs> open one of my veins, it would flow out like molasses <laughs> on a cold Alaska morning. All right, all right, hang on. Keep explaining. Uh, tell us about the cookbooks as I do this. Oh, yeah, no, we've got two cookbooks out. Um... 2012's Mambecue Meat Beer Rock and Roll, 2014's Eat Street, the Mambecue Guide to Making Street Food at Home. No, this would have been 2016. 2014 and 2016. That's it. Redacted. 
<laughs> I'm a great author. Um, and then, you know, we publish recipes on our website all the time. Um, I am actually contributing to the Chicago Food Encyclopedia being put out by University of Illinois later this year. That's amazing. How which, come I can't tag you, by the way? Are, uh, you, are you not John Carruthers on Facebook? I am John Carruthers on Facebook. Maybe you got to put a space. I don't know. What the shit? Okay, sorry. Go ahead. You're, so you're going to be in that, that book. Yeah, it brings an academic leaning to this whole, oh my God, why aren't you dead yet kind of question. Yeah, writing about all the, the great Chicago food institutions. I, I suck at texting. I'm joined by John Vrr, no? That could have been it before Ellis Island. <laughs> right? C. Oh, for the love of God. C-A-R-R. <laughs> I hope no one is ever in a hurry for me to text them back. And that my autocorrect is the worst. I like that you have a mobile radio station in a car, uh-huh. but you're like, I don't know to do the camera thing. <laughs> I do, but I don't. I just, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm a little gun shy. Nah, I hear you. I mean, yes, there's always a, a baying mob of horrible millennials ready to correct your slightest social media indiscretion. <laughs> they, they do. They, they bay. Yeah, I mean, you know, you're my bay, really. Thank you. Mm-hmm. That's. I'm pretty sure that by the time this is done, we're going to be best friends. Yeah, I mean, by the time you're done typing this this message. Holy God. <laughs> I also have a... Okay, here's another thing about Taco Bell. I have a Band-Aid on my thumb because after my son was done eating his chalupa box... You got your I was, finger too close to him. <laughs> I was trying to condense the box so I could put it in the recycling bin. Got a huge paper cut from the cardboard. Ah. So this is a chalupa injury. Cardboard paper cuts are the worst. That's like the barbed wire versus <laughs> razor wire of the paper injury world. Okay. I just want to tag Manbecue. There it is. Yeah, we're about to be live. We're about to be live. God bless it. Here, here's the video. Go live. And go. And famous. And here we are. Hey. I think this is working, right? It is, yeah. Okay. All right, so here we are. We're recording Carcon Carne at a Taco Bell over by Belmont. Today is the day... Oh, it's the big box day. The naked chicken chalupa day. We're about to open this and see what horrible things mankind can rake. <laughs> uh, that's John Carruthers of Manbecue, co-founder of Manbecue, the social club that grills. And you grilled tonight, right? Grilled tonight. I still smell fantastic. Still... I'm afraid it might unduly influence our chalupa ratings. All right. Th- this car is very difficult to eat in, as you see. Uh, why don't you unveil? Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. So here we are. And we are recording the podcast as we're also doing this on Facebook Live. And John's actually wearing a Mad BQ shirt. Yeah. Very stylish. Really appropriate for any social I occasion. try to stay on brand, you know. Uh-huh. Uh, learning what that means will be the next step. Here it here is. Here we go. So this is a big box. We have, oh, tease. Well, hang on. It's all wrapped We up. have the Doritos uh, taco, which is a Dorito taco shell. It's a classic by it's now a nacho cheese. short attention span the Twitter food world. The standard regular one. And then hidden in that foil, we have the naked chicken chalupa, right. which, again, is a taco shell made out of fried chicken. It's going to be pretty great. This is, this is what science has led us to in 2017. Let's see. Oh, you got that melty cheese sticking to it. Yes. This so it is, is shaped like a taco it shell. It is shaped it, like a taco shell. It, it is bent. Is, how, as how, chicken can verify. Uh, this won't be the first time I ask you this, but how firm is it? medium firm, which mm. I feel like is a level above your standard Taco Bell wet uh, soft taco. Uh-huh. All right, so you got iceberg lettuce in there because that 
That's Taco Bell. Well, that and iceberg lettuce is something you really want to keep next to hot things and steam it. <laughs> it improves the culinary. Any, any chef will tell you that. That's right. All right, so take a bite for the camera. Yeah, let's do this. I, I have mine here. Here I am. Well, it's in its own little sleeve, like all the new Taco Bell inventions. John Carruthers is the co-author of two cookbooks and co-founder of Man BQ. He is now trying... <laughs> This is good. Is it really? First bite, first reaction, this is good. I mean, as someone who likes to make food that's bad for you, I feel like Salieri and Mozart. I want to go and <laughs> smash my cookware or something. <laughs> this is good, man. If you want some, like, I just want I want to eat junk food, this is fantastic. I can't wait to get the hot sauce on it. Oh, yeah, we got sauces, too. Uh, I'll try it here, too. Here I am. That is a surprisingly moist chicken taco shell. So does it taste like like a Kentucky Fried Chicken chicken patty? It kind of tastes like like one of those breakfast patties you get from somewhere. Well, like okay. Really, I truly. You need, I, me to, you need me to take over your your phone duty here. This is this is okay. Got it. Tearing go. it open in a craze in a rage. That's me. I'm always in a rage. All right, this really is. It's kind of a work of art. It sticks together, which is, I mean, an achievement. Mm-hmm. All right, right. I, I too will give it a shot. This is destined to spill on my coat, right? Yeah, but it's winter, so it's all waterproof. <laughs> right? Like, it's, it's pretty moist, it's seasoned. Like, once you mm -hmm. do something this horrific, you could totally half-ass it, and mm -hmm. I think it tastes all right. There's some spice. Yeah. There's some legit spice in here. I'm telling you. I... John, I like this. I know. For every, I hate myself for liking for this. For every Burger King Angry Whopper that tastes like a hot sauna towel, mm -hmm. like this tastes like a thing. This which, you know, what what more can we ask when we're paying uh, two bucks? I don't know. If to, I, I wasn't there in the order, but I assume this is in in your typical budget range. It, it is. Um, I'm really liking the heat, and you're putting the Diablo, the mm -hmm. devil sauce. You got to live big. You do. Uh, live Moss, I would say. That's good. You should... Trademark that. I should, and you've got cheese just becoming just one with oozy. your beard. Yeah. I mean, that's the one thing. You get your Taco Bell tacos. Everything's so separated that you kind of just get the uh, the cheese shrapnel. Mm -hmm. That cheese is just about room temperature. Mm -hmm. This is some melty cheese. It's a whole new dimension. Mm -hmm. It's it's mass, as, it as you coined. And guess what I did? <laughs> See that go live button? Yeah. I never hit that. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> Never hit it. Are we recording at least? No, we're done. <laughs> we're, yeah, we're recording the show. So it is still a podcast recorded in a car. There is no video to share. That is rad. That <laughs> I can't wait for people to listen to me like, I didn't, I was paying attention. I didn't see the, the, the live video. I, I just looked down and I thought, oh, no one is really watching this. We need we need a consultant on these things. He was like <laughs> 23 years old, sits in the back seat, knows all the unbearable language. <laughs> Be like, this taco is woke. What does that mean? I don't know. The Tumblr language. Woke. It means you're um, you're sensitive about uh, issues of race and sex. Okay. But by the time someone like me knows it, it's clearly not the thing Wait. anymore. So, right. you know. Excuse me. Yeah. I'm reaching for the bonus napkins, which you always have to carry in your car. Oh, yeah. And these come courtesy of Chipotle, another Mexican fast food place. Chipotle, when you want food, but not necessarily for it to taste like anything. John, I really like this. I, it's shockingly, shockingly pleasurable. 
and I'm kind of breaking a sweat eating it. This is. It's got. De- I, I like a lot of really hot food. This is a nice, noticeable level of spice. Mm-hmm. I mean, in terms of what fast food can get away with, I don't think you're gonna get much better. This it's isn't. Got- I, I don't like touching food. Like, I don't like getting my hands on like greasy food, and I love the taste of wings, but I don't like eating wings. Ah. So I was afraid so that this would be kind of your boneless wing guy. I, I do like boneless, although you're the one who introduced me to uh, Great Sea and Lawrence. Mm-hmm. Best wings in the city. They have one tiny clean bone to pick. Mm-hmm. I didn't even think about that. It's the perfect delivery system. It totally is. Those lollipop wings. Um, this is good. It should be noted. It took us forever to get this food. No, I know. They've got like Thomas Keller back there in the kitchen. Like we I had to order. Know. I don't even know who We had is. to order the whole tasting menu, and <laughs> we declined the wine pairings because we're in a car and we're two responsible citizens. But no, all right, here's the funny thing. I ordered ahead. And I asked you what you wanted, and you said, "Get me the diabetes do." Yeah, now this is not my joke. I heard this somewhere or other, but uh, the idea is that one day I'll fall victim to type do diabetes. <laughs> and there are four kinds: there's juvenile diabetes, type two, there's code red, and Baja Blast diabetes. I think all of those were sampled at the 101 WKQX picnic this year. I kept going, <laughs> I'm, I'm not even making that up. I kept going back in line because they're all kind of delicious. Man, they're all like, you know, they're all like the Halo Mountain Dew flavors, your Titanfall Mountain Dew flavors. <laughs> all named after PS4 games? Yeah. Because it's like, hey, you like staying inside, right? Well, I got just the beverage for you. Mm-hmm. You send in enough dew points and you get a bedpan so you don't have to stop playing. <laughs> I moved on to the uh, Doritos Loco Taco. Which is a crazy taco. What kind of insane world do we live in where the Doritos Loco just gets the mention of like, yeah, we've tried the out there thing. Now we'll just go to the the, the Dorito shell taco. Well, here's the Back thing. to the normal food. After eating the uh, naked chicken chalupa. Need a little cool down? Well, it's not even that. This just doesn't do it for me. My God. The, the naked chicken chalupa was so big, this just feels like, it feels like Taco Bell's not even trying with the Dorito shell. I'll tell you. Like, you know, that whole Alexander the Great thing. And Alexander wept for there are no more worlds left to conquer. Like, will <laughs> we reach that point? See, and this isn't as repulsive. The Chalupa is not as repulsive as, say, the Double Down. The Kentucky Fried Chicken Double Down. Oh, the Double Down's bad. you got to take a nap after the uh-huh. Double Down. And also, it's that KFC chicken. They've never been accused of having, you know, it's actually the sister company. I mean, young brands. Mm-hmm. I've never, you know, I've never thought, man, I know it's bad for me, but I just can't get the taste of KFC chicken out of my mouth. Oh, here's the thing about KFC. Their Nashville hot is kind of tasty. I haven't had it. And these are ethical lines. You know, I've spent much time in the South, educated down there, as it were. I wouldn't, I would never have tried it until Jared Leonard from Bud Long said it wasn't too bad. Really? Uh-huh. And he, now see, I go to his place at Revival, mm-hmm. and that is a tasty damn piece oh of chicken. Oh my god, it is. Well, I guess I'll have to consider it if he doesn't think it's bad. I mean, you'd go to Bud Long long before you'd go to KFC. Well, yeah. But, you know, if you find yourself at 2 o'clock in the morning or whatever, in the need of a wedge fry. Yeah. I I'll have to try it. I, I've had so much Nashville hot chicken, I'm glad it finally became a thing. 
And like the access to it, you know, I used to have to visit family down in Nashville at the mm-hmm. Nashville High. The access to it really um, keeps me from being bitter that it's been co-opted by all these <laughs> restaurants who charge too much for it. Not the Budlong, but you know, some of these other places. Oh, yeah. Sometimes, I mean, the Budlong, I can sign off on the level of heat, but I have had much Nashville hot in this town, which would better be described as Nashville. Oh, that's really cute that you think mm-hmm. that. Nice try. Uh, two dudes are just really staring us down. Well, I mean, you, we we do have the whole mobile recording setup. Mm-hmm. True enough. Oh, wow, that's a big guy. Uh-huh. If he wants to kick our ass, we're in trouble. Well, I mean, I was a humanities student. I don't think I'm kicking anyone's ass. Nope. Uh, nope. Being stared at. Uh, now, they're re- oh, see, now they're reading the car magnet. You think, uh, you think he'll get us some more Diablo sauce? <laughs> yeah. Uh, they're checking out the car magnet. And they're thinking, podcast, what the hell is a podcast? My God, you're right. It's a After letdown. the chalupa, this is a hint of flavor. <laughs> the chalupa is so big in taste. Uh, yeah, And so now I, I went from the Doritos to just the basic hard shell. Oh, man. This is going to suck. This is like how like people who go to Spain studying abroad for the first time, it's like, oh, we're... So many, so many fats and sauces and oils. I eat mm-hmm. in Spain, and it's so clean and pure. That's what it feels like, the step down from the chalupa <laughs> to the regular Doritos Loco Taco. Mm-hmm. I'm afraid I just completely jacked up my entire palate forever by doing this. <laughs> you may have. I mean, like, sushi is just going to taste like plain white bread after this. So at Manbecue tonight at the event, which you left early for the sake of this podcast, and I thank you. It's important to... Prove one's commitment to science. Mm-hmm. What were some of the guys making? What did they bring? So one guy made a sausage, made his own sausage, smoked rib meat, pork blade, and belly with slightly caramelized onions, pickles, barbecue sauce. It was McRib. It was McRib in a um, in a New England hot dog bun. That sounds sausage. amazing. Sausage. Oh, it was good. That sounds amazing. <laughs> Yeah, someone else made one of those shooter-style sandwiches, you know, where you mm-hmm. cut a bread in half and you hollow a little bit out. Oh, God. Made an Italian beef version of a shooter. <laughs> oh, my gosh, the meat geology on that thing. You know, you could trace the arrows. I'm wearing so much shredded cheese. There's Taco Bell's not a good car food. No, see, and that was another thing about the chalupa, that cheese melted right into that fried chicken. Uh-huh. It was a clean bite. It was a, it was a very, very convenient package. This is going to be one of those carcon carnets where I have to shake myself off before I drive away. <laughs> it's like when you go for a haircut. They have to get rid of all the excess hair. Yeah, you just got to just gotta stand somewhere outside <laughs> and kind of shake yourself off. Uh-huh. <laughs> what else do we have tonight? We had uh, the best thing. Someone made the honey curry wings from the first Man BQ book, available in stores now. Hmm. And um, brine the wings, the new brine. Oh, it was legit. It completely... You know, changed my view of it. Delicious. John Scholl made these wings. And I'm like, you know, if I didn't have to push the boundaries of what man can achieve with Taco Bell, you know, I would eat the rest of these. Mm. Tell John Scholl I say hi. Yeah, well. I like him very much. He's all right. I'm dying. I think I swallowed. (coughs) Swallowed something the wrong way. I think I'm good now. Everything's fine. We should talk to... I'm trying to tell everyone I know about a movie I watched a couple weeks ago. It's one of the few movies I've seen in the past year or two that has left 
that much of an impression on me because mm-hmm. it was it was so watchable, and the ending was among the best I've seen. It's this movie called The Invitation. Oh, The Invitation! This movie is fantastic. I told you on Facebook to watch this thing. Oh my god! And, and free on Netflix too. That's the best part. Great movie is awesome. When you're just getting it for your nine dollars subscription, kill an afternoon with it, even better. Yeah, and, and we've all gone through Netflix and just gone up and down sideways trying to find something the recommendations never to get it right you get those awful stand-ups recommended to you oh, yeah, exactly. like gabriel iglesias another 90 minutes of this shit like no i don't want to see this and the horror recommendations i don't even know i i don't know what the movies are but this movie total out of left field for me I, i'd never heard of it yeah and it's this slow burner about this guy who goes to his ex-wife's house for a dinner party mm-hmm. and all their old friends are there, and then a couple new people who his wife met at a retreat with her new guy. Right. It's uh, she's They were both trying to get over grief. They had lost a kid together and divorced. She's found peace, wants him to share in it. Ooh, it's as creepy as it sounds. And there are lots of psych-outs and red herrings. And the main character, I thought that the guy who played the lead was really excellent. I, I, I could see anyone behaving the way he did. The characterizations, the way he reacted is the way any of us would have it's really great the whole theme of this thing and i'm not trying to get film student here it's just like right in front of you is that how like social niceties and trying not to offend people and being like you know seen as a good person will completely have you turn off your danger instinct it's so true oh, and how about john carroll lynch as uh, one of the new guests <laughs> this is for your, for the unfamiliar listeners, Drew Carey's cross-dressing brother in the Drew Carey show. He's also played like bit parts. Uh, he was in Volcano. He uh, <laughs> tries to jump over the volcano lava and doesn't, and that's a great TBS Sunday morning hangover scene to watch. But he is like terrifying in this. But he terrifying. also has like pathos and like he's identifiable. It's so good. Well, there's a great scene where a woman leaves the party early in the movie. She's like, hey, she sees some stuff, and the discussions get a little weird. She's like, nope, I'm out. I'm leaving. And this guy walks her to her car. And it's this, the, the <laughs> first real moment, like, oh, my God, is all hell going to break loose? And you see the main character watching them go to the car, just waiting for something awful to happen. And it's a stressful, tense. I thought it was one of the most tense moments of the movie. It's good. And it's not like one of those grungy home outpost settings. Like, this is like a glittering mansion in the L.A. hills. Yeah. Like, it's this place of, like, privilege and plenty. And, like, it, if anything, like, seems to heighten the emotional stakes. Like, it's very cool. My favorite review of the movie says, you don't know what the ending is, and we promise you it's darker than you imagine. Yeah. (laughs) My God, what a kicker. Oh, it's so good. So I, I just, because you're the only one I know who has seen this movie, and because I, it has stayed with me, I, I just I wanted to talk about it so that people seek this out. Everyone who is subscribed to Netflix needs to watch it. It's so good. I have no connection to it other than sometimes when I'm making, you know, like my daughter pancakes for dinner, like I need to kill 20 minutes while the grill uh-huh. heats up. It is fantastic. Like it is, I watched it again after that just like after everyone was in bed so i could watch it creepy in my house i knew it was going to happen and the chill still came it's amazing uh this uh car magnet thing's working yeah we're getting some good buzz here uh-huh. like two groups have looked at us that, that's a record for car buzz i mean gawked at i know <laughs> and of course i'm thinking why are those people staring i invited it it's me i'm the yeah. guy i'm i'm the asshole who let that happen take a picture jerks <laughs> 
Uh, they could have seen it on Facebook had I actually hit the go live button. Yeah, well, we're both too old for that, I guess. It's, it's a proud moment. You know I deal with social media in my day job. I, this was not a proud moment. No, nah, I write social campaigns at work, but I never <laughs> go live on them. That's, that was where we, that's where we really missed. I've always been afraid of video, and now I guess... My fears became manifest. Yeah, I mean, I was worried about the whole double chin thing, but it's just general competency. You're is right. that why you have the beard? Oh, yeah. You can't tell where my face ends and my neck begins. Brilliant. You know, I've never grown a beard. I've come I, close. I would recommend it. I've come close. Every time I'm sick, I, I get the starter beard, and I think, well, maybe I'll keep this going. Ah, should take the plunge one day. I mean, for me... If if I shave this off, and I have done this for like you know your your odd job interview or like just to shake things up, uh, I look eleven years old, <laughs> um, and it's just like freaky. I'm like, oh, who's this moon faced idiot? Like, <laughs> oh, wait a minute, I am that moon faced yeah, idiot. I need to get yeah. I mean, like, I, it should be as civil warry as possible, just to sort of even things out with like the the flannel T-shirt and the yeah you know, the general uh, attitude. So going back to Mad BQ. Two cookbooks. Mm-hmm. Here we are. It's really a new year. What lies ahead for everyone's favorite meat, beer, rock and roll collective? Well, we've got still events every month. Like, I mean, tonight in January we had an event. Um, we're looking to do some cool stuff with Taco in a Bag with some new newly opened bars and everything. Um, we will be heading down to Nashville, taking the show down to the Hot Chicken State in July. Um, Fat Bottom Brewery is opening a new facility in West Nashville, and they wanted us to come down, uh, brew a couple beers with them. That's amazing. Create a food menu and, you know, host a little shindig. I love it. You know, I I probably told you this before. Nashville is the first city I've ever been to where I thought, yeah, I could live there. Yeah. I You know, I grew up there, um, you know, during the summers. Uh, you know, my family's from McHenry, but the rest of the family is basically in Nashville. Yeah. And we would just visit for weeks you know, every summer, and it's the only other place that it just always felt like home, and it's really gratifying to see it become so popular and, like, such a destination for people. I've been to plenty of cities, but nothing has spoken to me like, oh, I, maybe I should, you know, consider that. Nashville is a clean city. There's a lot of money going into the city. You see development everywhere. I mean, it's the capital city, so there's some there's some cash going in there. It's a music city. It's a food city. Great food city. Finally getting the recognition it deserves as a food city. So yeah, it's a pretty, you know, if you want to do a fun road trip, I think going to Nashville, maybe stopping off at Louisville for a night or two. Louisville's got some neat stuff, yeah. And, you know, if you like baseball, that Louisville Slugger Museum's a blast. Yeah, Louisville Slugger. The uh, Louisville's got a AAA team. Nashville's yeah. got a AAA team. AAA baseball, if you like baseball, I highly recommend. It's pretty much all the quality of play without any of the price. Or crowds. Well, I guess, no, that's not true. No, the Louisville Bats draw yeah. nice. The Nashville Sounds are the Brewers AAA affiliate. So I assume someone's going to make the majors one day. Or if you want to stay in Tennessee, I know there's a, an affiliate in Memphis, I think a Cardinals affiliate. Yeah, the Memphis Redbirds. That is where I learned to make nachos and put barbecue smoked pork on them for the first time. I was like 19 or something before I had them. It was crazy. It was like the scales fell from my eyes. I'm like, wait a minute. See, I wanted to love Memphis more than I did. And I think after two days, it was a good time to leave. There wasn't anything left to do. Yeah, the problem is everything historic is in the you can't wear ripped jeans and have to pay a cover charge district, which can only be so much fun. Right. And there's some significant poverty. Yeah, all the FedEx people live just outside the city in in the wealthy suburbs and Actual Memphis, I mean, it's got some rough parts. It does. The zoo is lovely. Very nice. 
Graceland's cool. Graceland's neat. I mean, carpeted bathroom. It's every disgusting fat guy's best dream. I, I expected Graceland to be something that it wasn't. I I thought well, at least, I thought the tour was very tasteful. Yeah, very reverent. I guess it makes sense, but I was expecting expecting something a little more tacky. Yeah, a little like a like a a new Xanadu kind of deal. <laughs> Wait, are you, are you talking about the foam house of the future in Wisconsin Dells? What? There used to be a place called Xanadu, uh, not to be confused with the Rush song of A Farewell to Kings. There used to be a place called Xanadu in the Wisconsin Dells. It was the foam house of the future, and I think it was tied to Tommy Bartlett. Wow, oh, no, Tommy no, no. Bartlett had his fingers and everything. No, no, I take that back. Tommy Bartlett had the robot world. Xanadu was a standalone. Yeah, I was thinking of both the Byron poem and the Olivia Newton-John song, which <laughs> makes me glad that I'm married and don't have to try to chat up women for the first time anymore. <laughs> uh, by the way, the Jeff Lynn version of Xanadu. With his vocals instead of Delightful. Olivia. Oh my gosh, so good. Uh, but yeah, you know, the, the poem, yes, but I the, my first exposure to Xanadu was Rush. I can't can't hate on that. No, it, it, it's like an 11-minute epic. They're all 11-minute <laughs> epics. That's the best part. That is the best part. All right, ManBQ, we can find you at ManBQ.com, mm-hmm. M-A-N-B-Q-U-E.com. Mm-hmm. I would say this was a successful trip. This was fantastic. The chicken tasted good, like... I am as cynical as your next guy who tweets about food on uh, on the weekdays, but this this was nice. I dug it. John Carruthers, are we best friends now? I'm pretty sure we are the best friends. And as you can see, I've got a lot to shake off. Yeah, I mean, well, when we uh, when we get out of the car to get our matching best friends tattoos, I'm sure <laughs> you can brush it off. I think there are plenty of tattoo places around here. Oh yeah, we got Belmont our pick. Milwaukee. Yeah, we we can we can do a whole sleeve. We'll pick a yeah. We'll pick a slow one and we'll compare some price them against each other. Like buying a used Toyota. Do you have any tattoos? I don't. I'm like the one guy in Mambique who doesn't. Yeah, I would imagine that's a pretty tatted bunch. You know what it is? It's that I think I love this thing. Put it on me forever. And then I think, hey man, when you were 18, you were really into Slipknot. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, you know what? Let's just keep things chill. If uh-huh. I like it, I'll buy the shirt. Yeah, I'm not tatted, but I'm also very hairy, even if I wanted to. Yeah. I'm also just a big weenie about pain, so. I'm not a fan either. All right, John Carruthers, you're amazing. Thank you. Thank you.